you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And you're listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's start with a call. Rita Ora's praise you is out. Insert Demi Lovato saying, that's really good from Camp Rock. <laughs> Wait, you have to play that clip. I have it. Oh, you do. I have it here. She's really good. <laughs> I'm like too old for Camp Rock, but everyone's the appropriate age for this clip, <laughs> you know? <laughs> this clip is perfection. I can also see it in my brain. She's doing like the robot or something while playing the piano. Is that it? What is it? She's playing a keyboard, but she's like yeah. moving her hands all over her yeah, body. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she's really good. That is also how I feel about Rita Ora's new single, Praising You. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> So what was the call? Did you were did you play the call? If this isn't her hit, I don't know what it's gonna be. Hey Bobby Lindsay. Um you're the only ones who would care. If this Rita song does not become her first US hit, like hit, it's never gonna happen. <laughs> it's good though. All right, that's it. Bye. Because you're right. If you can't take an already old and good and hit song and redo it and that's not your hit, then I don't know what you're doing, like what you're playing at here, you know? A hooligan, a friend of the pod who will not be named in a group chat yesterday said, I set the song and I said, it's a smash. And then she (laughs) says, LMAO, wow, this is high praise. LMAO, wow, this is the first time I've liked a Rita Ora song and I like it dot, dot, dot a lot. Well, I mean, it's Praise You by Fatboy Slim. It's a good song. It already had, I can't say this enough. It's already a good song. She would have had to like poopy on it for really to, like she she didn't make it worse. She made it different and she didn't make it better. She made it different. (laughs) And she kept so much of the original that like half of the time you spend listening to the song or maybe 65%, you're like, damn, Praise You was a good song. Praise You is such a good song. And I feel like 
because he's involved with it so intensely, it feels like actually a, a copy of the song that is approved. And I think that she added her, her Rita spin on it. Nonsense lyrics about nothing. Oh my God, been a hell of a ride. But you feel like a religion. Uh, and who knows will leave me feeling this good. I have to praise you like I should. And like unnecessarily comedic videos directed by her husband, Taika Waititi, yeah. featuring right. Fatboy Slim, who's kind of like having fun in the video in a charming way. Also, maybe shot on film. <laughs> I was like, I said, Lindsay, I was like, Lindsay, was this shot in 16 millimeter? And Lindsay was I like, I think been. it was. <laughs> if if it. It's gorgeous. If there's any situation which I would think that a, that a music video was shot on 16 millimeter film, it'd be this it's one. It's gorgeous. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a really pretty video. And the song is good. Uh, pr- uh, and if it's not. Pretty. And if. Well, I mean, uh, texturally. Texturally. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, I don't know if it's a pretty video. But film sure, grain. Texture wise. Film yeah, yeah, grain. Yeah. yeah it it's looks, not that it bullshit like shot on iPhone. It's like, no, Taika Waititi did something like cool with this. Sure. It's giving it's giving fame. It's giving center stage. It's giving um yes. I don't know what it's giving. Yeah. It's giving a chorus line. And Rita's giving improv 101. She's giving level one. I took the class. I'm ready to go. Honey, I'm a comedian. You know, comedian. I said to you yesterday, she's funny. And you said, No, she's not. <laughs> she thinks Do you want to take that back? No. She's I'm sorry. funny. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I had to pause the pod this week because when you were talking about that David Gray song, which honestly, I don't know that name, um, so definitely a who, but I also very much know that song because it did play on the radio constantly in whatever year it came out. However, uh, Bobby was making fun of Lindsay for thinking he was saying Italy, and I always thought that song was about last year's lover named Adelaide. So I feel like Lindsay's not that far-fetched to have thought that the words were Italy, and it's blowing my mind that Adelaide and Italy are not the right words, and it's very different from that. So I just needed a call because, um, yeah, that's some garbled best. All right. Thanks for listening. Crunch, crunch. I literally thought it was this year's love in Adelaide, like Adelaide. I don't even know where that is, but I thought that's what they were saying. Anyway, crunch, crunch. I always thought it was this year's love in Adelaide, Adelaide, like the city in Australia. Anyway, crunch, crunch. I went to amiright.com and I found um, a list of common ways people misheard this song. So I want to edit it together in the edit, in post. Um, this year's love is hit or miss. So I'm going to go. This year's love is hit or miss. This year's love is middle-aged. No. This year's love is middle-aged. Italy we knew, and then I like this one is this year's loving in a lake. This year's loving in a lake. That's the best one. However you hear it, it's impossible not to love this song. Next call. This year's loving. Okay, I've actually called about this before, and you didn't play it, which is like whatever. Um, 
You're talking about Troy and Belisario, Seattle fam, fame, and you didn't mention that she's like the most comically unsuccessful Nepo baby ever. Her dad is Donald Belisario, who is like the executive producer of NCIS, which is like so fucking random. And she was on it, and I think played her own stepbrother, like her real life stepbrother's brother on the show, because her stepbrother, I think his name's like Sean Murray is also on NCIS with, and he, like, came on, he wasn't, like, an original character, with his freaking executive producer stepdad, Donald Belisario. So, yeah, Troy Belisario is just, like, a not very famous Nepo baby, which is fun. Uh, yeah, crunch, crunch. We definitely talked about this and then cut it from the episode because it was just I a little strange. I wonder why. It's boring. <laughs> it's strange boring and boring. As I'm talking about it, yeah. NCIS star, this is an exclusive from Entertainment Weekly, NCIS star Sean Murray says stepsister Troy and Belisario had a childhood crush on his Hocus Pocus character because, never forget, he was Thackeray Binks in Hocus Pocus. Deeply weird. That's just like not a story that you tell. That's like podcast disease. We don't need to know any of that. I don't need to know that you had a crush on your stepbrother. That's just like fun fact. Like Thackeray Binks is drawing... Belisario's stepbrother. It's like, okay. That's like a tweet that gets like 10 likes or something. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Can we move on, please? This is um, so I've been hearing that the Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelo show has been just brutally panned. And I need you guys to watch it and update on it i mean like even if maybe maybe it could be like a patreon segment where you like you know live watch it or whatever but i just i need someone with cable tv or someone who just like i just need you guys to watch it and like talk about it it's really important to me um okay to me and coachella i don't think it was this bad i do think that uh, they're doing a little bit of a tweet tweet criticism where they're say, where they're taking mean tweets and they're saying this is the consensus when I actually didn't think that it was that painful or brutal or whatever. I thought they had nice chemistry. I watched an entire segment about him snoring. She's talking about him snoring. She recorded him snoring. He loves to snore, falls asleep, da-da-da. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is what married couples have to contribute. Like, I, this is, I mean, this is what we're going to get for a little bit until they get into the groove. But it is interesting to have two famous people always just talk about like watching Love is Blind last night. It's like, you guys shouldn't be watching that. That's like what I'm watching. Like you're famous, like you're successful. Like I'm watching Love is Blind. You should like watch something else or don't watch TV at all, you know? Yeah, also the brutal reviews, like you said, people love to dump on this couple and I think they just especially love to dump on Kelly and they have forever. Do people love to dump on them? She's a powerful woman who took what she wanted. And she was successful. She got exactly what she wanted and people are not happy about it. I think that's a lot of it. (laughs) But don't you think the criticism is like from the minority? Because clearly the show is like popular. She does well. She gets viewers. Oh, of course I think it's the minority. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because I feel like this is a perfect play for the audience that's pretty big that's already locked into this show. It's like, okay, people really like Kelly Ripa. Let's just like work the show around her if Ryan's going to leave. Ryan, we give or take. He could be anywhere. He's like an everyman. But Mm -hmm. this is like Kelly's show. I just feel like this is another example of just like page six, like looking for tweets that are like, Kelly Ripa. And you know what I mean? And being like, the audience says that like she sucks or whatever. So all the headlines are like, it's getting bad reviews. What they mean is it's getting cruel reception on Twitter.com from people who are just watching casually and don't like this woman, you know? 
Yes. I get how you could decide you don't like her, but I think yeah. that's the also reason that why people like her even more. But also, she now has competition in the morning show, uh, afternoon show. Are they all in the same bucket? They're all in the same bucket, right, Drew? It's a different category of show, to be fair. It's a live morning show, but it's still technically a daytime talk show. So I don't think that there's like all that much overlap with Drew, especially in terms of time slot. Yeah. But speaking of Drew. Fair. You're right. They're not actually competing. It's just all in that in that space. Yeah. Speaking of Drew, though, I think that like even though I don't really give these reviews much credence because they're just like people being nasty on Twitter. How often do we see morning shows or talk shows premiere get panned brutally and then like turn it around? That literally has happened with Kelly Clarkson and Drew. Yeah, look at Drew. Even Jennifer Hudson, she's about to get Kamala Harris. You know, like Jennifer Hudson is powering through as well, despite bad early reviews. I just think it's funny that we were like, to the couple that uh, that got together, the Good Morning America couple, we were like, they have amazing chemistry. Oh, guess what? They're kissing. Oh, we're going to fire them. Oh, everyone's like, why the fuck did you fire them? They like would have had a great show. They still had the chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is exactly kind of what that is. It's like two people who live together and sometimes have sex, like hosting a morning show together. It's like, this is the chemistry that you want, that, that, you, that you want. Mm-hmm. Maybe you actually don't want them to be a couple. You just want the chemistry between two co-hosts that's almost like illicit in its like existence. Maybe yeah. that's the problem here. Maybe the fact that they are actually married takes away the fun of having like, you know, a female and a male talk show host like have like a little bit of a moment, you know, every single day. Maybe the other problem is that viewers expected penetration and they didn't get it. Yeah, they didn't get it. <laughs> you know, first episode, we want penetration. Also, I'm like... <laughs> Mark is hot. He has incredible swag, but I'm like, take mm-hmm. your shirt off. <laughs> take your shirt off. <laughs> They're such a cute couple, though, size wise. They really are. He's like, a, he's a short king, and she's a shorter king. <laughs> They're so cute. Look at this. I won't oh be. I won't be. I won't be watching. But I did watch the clips. It's just too early, and I don't really have that channel. So that's. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> But I'd watch like clips and stuff. Well, that's half of television. It's clips. You know, in your YouTube algo, you get the the clips from the shows that are like interviews with celebrities and you click on like mm. they're not in my rotation yet. But I bet if I start kind of like clicking on stuff, they, they will be. They'll show up eventually. They will show yeah. up eventually. I open up my YouTube and the top algorithm recommendation is Kelly Clarkson performs mine. You know, like it'll learn eventually. We're halfway there. Apparently in the song Mine, some of the lyrics sound like she's singing Troy Sivan. So I came across some TikToks where Troy Sivan's like, is this my no. new theme song? <laughs> you have Stop. to wait, 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 Stop. wait, wait. Oh, I can't play from my phone because you're connected to my phone. Wait, maybe I can. What did I do to upset Kelly Clarkson? Savannah, who the hell do you think you are? Wait, but then play the second one. This part kind of slays, though. Like, imagine I make this like my theme song where every time I walk out somewhere, they have to play this part. Your choice of What is she actually saying? I actually don't even. I don't Your even choice know. or mine. Your choice or mine. Mm-hmm. Of, but he's saying you're, we're hearing tw- your choice of Mm hmm. That's funny. It's giving got a lonely Starbucks lover. <laughs> you know, remember? 
Oh yeah, wait. Got a lonely. Got a lonely what? Starbucks lover. Oh yeah, like Taylor Taylor Swift song. Oh, it's your choice of art. Your choice of art. Your choice of art. Your choice of art. And then he walks out. <laughs> and that song is about Brandon Blackstock, her ex. Oh, don't I know it? Who she, sucks. Come on, she would. She would want you to know that more than anyone. Did you see? Speaking of Brandon Blackstock. Did you see Why? the clip? Did you see the, the tweet about Reba that Spina posted where it was like halfway through the show, she just played Reba clips <laughs> from, mean... <laughs> the, from the sitcom? So good. That's so Sounds good. Sounds amazing. Have you seen Sounds all the good. footage from her new restaurant in her hometown? Oh, yeah. I'm she's so saving pumped. my town. I can't wait to never go there. When am I ever going to go there? <laughs> I'd love to say that I would, but I just am never. It's like at a truck stop. She's doing more for the local economy there than like most mayors, you know, than like most politicians. I know. I'm really excited for in 20 years when it becomes another Pigeon Forge and maybe we will go there. You know what I mean? There'll be like a Ferris wheel or something we can ride on. We should get it on the ground floor. We should go. But I don't want to go to a town that's just one restaurant. Could be fun. (laughs) We've done more for less. (laughs) Uh, We've done more for less. We've done more for less. We've definitely done more for less. It's like kind of like going to... We've gone further for less. How about that? It's like going to that... It's kind of like going to Marfa. You know, everyone goes for that one little Prada store. It's like, I might as well go get a sandwich at Reba's place. (laughs) Okay, last comment. Hey, BLT, uh, just pause the pod to let you know that my great uncle Roy invented Teflon. Nah, Teflon, them. But that's all. All right, Lindsay Podcaster. Cool. <laughs> cool. What's the Shania like, Twain gonna... song that what's the Shania Twain song that you know she starts her her songs cool. with like introductory yeah. conversations? Cool. Cool. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. This is this caller's uncle when he accidentally <laughs> invented Teflon. Cool. <laughs> Has that been a TikTok? I think it is a TikTok sound, actually. I think it it's is? already been. Yeah. Think... <laughs> I was just thinking it that would be, be such a good TikTok sound. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Did we accidentally invent a TikTok sound or does like no, Teflon already exist? I think we're just. I <laughs> Damn think it. we're. Damn it. We could have had our TikTok in. We've been desperate for a TikTok in. But you could use this sound to do kind of like a reenactment of you seeing this phone call for the first time and responding yeah. to it yeah. you know i can't get over i can't get over this guy roy plunkett <laughs> roy plunkett like mixing together some beaker solutions discovering it on my birthday in 1938 i was not even a That's twinkle amazing. in an eye then thank god he was working with glasses related to refrigerants god inventing like something that will make you a millionaire but then give so many people cancer that's a wild ride i have to say <laughs> well he didn't know he definitely died before the repercussions of his actions were known he yeah he are you kidding you think dr roy plunkett would have made it through the dark, dark water i don't think so honey <laughs> to, to quote las culturistas i really don't think so honey what <laughs> He invented Teflon. He's not the one who was like, put it on pans. You know, like. That's so true. You're so right. He just You're found so it. Right. You're he so didn't say right. like, let's put it on every pan. Yeah. He just mixed some shit Consequences together and made polytelflorolaline. He just mixed some shit together and then said. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I've never been more aware of when the cool is happening. <laughs> 
cool. If you could get a tattoo that's a sound, I feel like that would be <laughs> one you'd get. Hey, Who Weekly. Uh, I was just on Twitter, and I'm seeing buzz about this singer named Lotto or Lato. Um, and apparently she posted a picture of her performing at Coachella and photoshopped the crowd to make it look like there are more people uh, than there actually are, which is hilarious. Um, but I guess my, my question for you is, who is Lotto? Um, <laughs> it's so funny that someone noticed that, like, there's just one duplicate person in the crowd, which means I think someone was probably looking for something. I don't really know. It's hilarious. Uh, who Who is she? Thanks. Uh, crunch Crunch. What is shadier? Lotto doing this or the person who is looking through the audience for signs of cloning? Clone tool, you know? Okay. The person who's looking to the audience for signs right? of cloning. For sure. And I and I think I know what happened here because I don't think it's Coachella's very crowded. I don't think that her audience was empty and she like no. clone tooled the whole thing. I think it was a different um formatted photo and she expanded the sides and then filled out the crowd along the sides to give the effect of this photo. That's literally what she said. She said, never photoshopped a crowd, LMAO. I expanded it so it would fit in my Instagram swipe without getting cut off. Which is the funniest <laughs> version of this. It's like she fi- she did it for the for the Instagram, like so she didn't have to cut a square. She mm-hmm. didn't want a square. She wanted a rectangle. Okay, bitch. And it was done badly. And then she said it was clearly fucked up, so I didn't end up using it. And then she posted the wrong version by accident on Twitter, babes. <laughs> People were being mean to her because people love being mean to people about stuff like that because it's sort of like, oh, we gotcha and a gotcha, you know? We gotcha and a gotcha. What's shadier, the person who zoomed in, pinched in, multi-touched in, zoomed in looking for little inconsistencies in Lotto's photos or the person who was like, who's Lotto (laughs) in April 2023? Right. We let, we've talked about Lotto before, like mm-hmm. when she was playing the MTV side stage or whatever at the MTV mm-hmm. mu- Movie Music Awards. Remember that? Mm-hmm. She Her big hit was Big Energy, the Mariah Carey play. She has a new song that's extremely catchy called Lottery. I don't know if you've heard it. I feel like you would absolutely love it. Wait, I haven't it heard g- it, actually. It gives Becky G shower, I have to say. Speaking of Becky G shower, play the chorus. You'll die. Did Charlie XCX co-write this? <laughs> right, like, that's am I am I right? Am I right? It's giving uh, Katy Perry. It's, it's, it's giving saccharine sweet. Yeah, I mean she is definitely going in the like pop. That's not even her voice. That's like featuring. Right. That's uh, that's the feature. That's Lucala. Lucala. That's but Luke she's Hala's a rapper. Voice. But she's clearly trying to you know do pop music which she made very clear with big energy last year which i thought was so successful and like nearly song of the summer as we said that's impossible to decide at this point like in the year 2022 2023 but it was like such a big smash last year that it sort of seemed like she was on her way to them done but the thing about song of the summer is it can be smoke and mirrors because i don't really think that that lasted 
but the thing about the song of a summer that is essentially a Mariah Carey cover exactly. is going to be like people are going to be like this is Mariah Carey, not necessarily Lotto. But that's fine. It just that's like people are going to hear the new Rita song and be like that's Fat Boy Slim. They won't not be like who's that woman singing. They might just be like oh that Fat Boy Slim song is still good. But she is still very famous. I just think that she's a who. She's definitely she is a hundred percent a who. Like remember her panties drama from a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, she was like selling her used panties on eBay or whatever, and mm-hmm. everybody was like, "Don't do it." And eBay was like, this is unsanitary. But it's funny that like, like I think a lot of people in her position aren't willing to do this, you know, like align with other people and sort of be indefinable in a certain way. Because she has so many different, all of her songs sound so different or all of her like singles sound so different. But like, ultimately that's good for her. It's making her more famous. It's just like, I think it's taking longer for her to like have the bulk of the spotlight because she shares her biggest tracks with other people. Yeah, but that's just like also music today. That's why, yeah. you know, these girlies are putting a lot on the line doing essentially other people's songs again, which like, yeah, the song is a hit because it used to because it used to be a hit. But also that doesn't like feature you in any way. Like you're kind like of Kim like Kim Petras not... and Sam Smith. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Kim Petras didn't get her biggest hit until she aligned with someone who is way more famous than she is. Right. And aligning with somebody famous can either be a duet or covering their song for mm-hmm. a new generation, essentially. Yeah. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- It's time. For- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to you. I hate middlemen. I hate and Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> what when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to say Is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It- I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. 
It's so rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass tweeted out, The flight attendant at United just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with a 5-year-old and 2-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess by my youngest daughter. Are you kidding me? The are you kidding me is a part of the tweet. It's not the caller. (laughs) You're not going to end that with the crunch crunch? We're talking about popcorn. Okay, whatever. Fine. That's true. I didn't know who Anthony Bass was until this mess, until this specific tweet. Is he a who? Like, barely. Unless you care about, again, you care about baseball. He seems like a baseball who to me. And broadly, he was maybe a knob. But now this Popgrave tweet, Blue Jays' Anthony Bass slams United Airlines for making his wife clean up their kids' mess. This hit every dimension of like a perfect internet tweet in that I think this would have gone viral even if he wasn't anyone notable Mm -hmm. because this is just an etiquette problem, which is what Twitter loves the most. It's like a moral quandary that we have to figure out what is the Mm -hmm. right answer to. So he brought up this, you know, what what is a flight attendant's job, right? You know what I mean? What is their job? job etc and it just so happened that he's a baseball player but i and and entitled one at that but i think that this is the exact right tweet in the middle of like uh you know main conversation twitter and Mm -hmm. 
a notable main character celebrity. Twitter. Yeah. Chrissy Teigen, when she's right, she's right. She knows more about this than practically anyone. She quote tweeted his original tweet and said, oh man, this is exactly, exactly the kind of tweet Twitterers love. Godspeed, friend. And he right. sort of, he spiraled. He worked his way through it. He went through and then out. And I think he came through out it. the other <laughs> side, like pretty unscathed. <laughs> through and then out. It was funny watching him tweet through it because like he didn't have to respond to these random people. I don't want to read all of his responses. They're boring. He's he's trying to fight back. He knows that the internet's now against him. He's the mm-hmm. he's he I don't think he's ever been the the center of a Twitter conversation before, you know? No. Like Mm-mm. it doesn't matter. I do think that like what's interesting is thinking you're on you have an opinion that everyone would agree with and then like not one person agrees with you essentially. That's a real <laughs> And then we get our who angle, which truly is what delighted me. This is the second arm of the story, which is like, how is E! News going to cover this? Well, guess what? Jesse James Decker's sister, Sydney Ray Bass, welcomes baby girl Brooklyn Ray Bass. And guess who that baby girl is? That's right. The daughter of the baseball player. And guess who Sydney Ray Bass is? The woman, the pregnant woman on the plane. <laughs> it's her sister. It's Jesse James Decker's sister. I cannot believe this is Jesse James Decker's brother-in-law. Yep. I cannot believe it. Jesse James Decker's sister shares photo of daughter smiling with bag of popcorn amid airline debacle. That's how this is framed. Jesse James Decker is more famous. So that people headline begins with Jesse James Decker's sister, not even Anthony Bass's wife. You know, it's no, Jesse, Jesse James, James Decker's, Decker's sister. Country singer Jesse James Decker. Which is hilarious because arguably, while we know her more because she's in the tabloids constantly, mm-hmm. Most people probably know him more because he's Eric a baseball Decker? player. No, the Anthony Bass. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Not Anthony. Yeah. Not Eric I Decker. was like, Eric Decker, you mean because of the E! Show? <laughs> Eric and Jesse game on? But he's also a um, sports star, sports sports guy, right? Well, he's a football I really player. Don't. Yeah, he's a football player. He was the one who, remember, he was, he was his kid, he was like, oops, he my kid took out. a picture of my tush mm-hmm. in the shower. Like, that's oh, no, crazy. Kid- that's... That's crazy, and by accident. I handed my kid my phone, and next thing I knew, my ass was on Twitter. And it's like, you're a liar. This believe, is what you do. <laughs> I can't believe he, this kid took a really flattering and random photo of my butt in the shower that also did not re- somehow reveal my penis. It's and perfectly I could just post cropped. it on Twitter. <laughs> perfectly cropped. Oh, my goodness. It really is a good – it actually really is a good photo of the kid, though, because the kid's, like, smiling. Our it's family's cute. so wacky. My Sidner at Sydney Ray Base just texted me from her flight on United. As you know, she is five months pregnant, high risk, and also traveling alone with her two small children. Blair accidentally spilled some popcorn in the aisle, and the flight attendant came to Sydney with a trash bag and a wet wipe, telling her to, telling her the captain wants Sid to clean up every drop. Okay, that's a funny story. That's kind. Of, that's a little much. I'm not gonna even. Offer my opinion of this. Uh, me neither. I don't want to step in it. I don't want to step in it. Me I'm just saying, whatever me you neither. feel about a flight attendant or someone who works in customer service treating you any kind of way, how whatever way that is, don't tweet do it. Do not tweet it. Don't tweet it unless you are literally complimenting that person and saying that like they need a promotion, they need to be rewarded, they need whatever. You're gonna tweet it. I'm gonna get a free flight. I'm gonna get some points. I'm a. I would clean up the popcorn and then I would complain and guess who would get a little voucher? That's right, me. <laughs> You got to write a handwritten letter. I'm getting, I would own United after this, you know? <laughs> I'd put up with it on the flight, but I would own United after it's all said and done. <laughs> if you send a handwritten letter to a company. Oh, you own, they give you the company. The, com- the company is They say, fucking you're so right. And 
Now you're CEO. <laughs> that is... <laughs> That is like, honestly, that's like the plot of a Whoopi Goldberg movie from 1993. Like, that is how movies used to be made. It was like, those were the, the storylines that we couldn't get enough of. Like, random person yep. suddenly gets a lot of power. <laughs> yeah. I'm the CEO of this big company. And what will I do now? And then in real life, random people started getting a lot of power. And we were like, we can't have movies about this anymore. <laughs> I didn't know that this woman, Sydney Ray Bass, who's the woman at the center of this drama, mm -hmm. is not only the wife of a baseball player. And Jesse James Decker's sister, but she herself is a prolific blogger at southerngirlcitylights.com, which sounds like a Tumblr I definitely registered in 2008 and then didn't Southern end up Girl using. Southern Girl City Lights. Southern, Southern Girl, Girl City, City Lights. Lights. Southerngirlcitylights.com. Come on. I'm going to read her about me because I don't think she really updates much based on the, the, the ages of the children in the most recent blog posts. I feel like she's kind of... She's had other fish to fry, and I think one of those fish is pregnancy. But yeah. I'm going to read her About Me page because it reveals something about her relationship to Anthony Bass, Anthony Bass, that I didn't know. I'm Sydney Ray Bass. Bass, I don't know. I grew up moving every couple years because I'm a military brat, which little did I know of all these moves. Meeting new people and traveling to new towns would later on be my life as an adult, too, because now I'm a baseball wife. I first met my husband, Anthony, in 2015 via DMs on Twitter. After five months, uh, uh, we were engaged uh, and off to Japan. Oh my god. We're constantly on the go, being weird and acting like dinosaurs. Yes, dinosaurs. I absolutely love how completely weird we are together. Oh my god. Okay. Who do you think slid into whose DMs? Somebody slid. Well, he plays baseball, so I'm suspecting he's the slider. <laughs> you know, so. She definitely liked a photo and then he slid. He slid for sure. <gasps> he slid into he slid into third. He slid into home. Yeah. No, he slid into third, and then he made it home. How about that? Uh, Instagram is kind of second base, and you have to just keep you work. Then you, when you slide in, then you work your way around the finish, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do love that you notice. I think this really says all you need to say. The commenters on her Instagram, the prolific commenters on her Instagram, include. That says all you need to know. Tommy Loren. And Lindsay Chrisley. And that's really everything about this couple that I need to know. Right? Yeah. I feel like it adds a little context to this. It adds a little piece of the puzzle here. It adds a little context. I mean, if you're related to Jesse James Decker, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Congrats. No, sorry or congrats, depending on the day. It's crazy to get like tabloid press without J Jesse James Decker and she's just the icing on top. Like that's impressive. You know what I mean? Like she mm -hmm. probably her her red phone rang like news like tabloid about your family like adjacent news you know what I mean time mm -hmm. to weigh in. Mm -hmm. Hi, BLP. Um, so I just randomly started seeing that um, apparently. Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney, who are filming a rom-com in Australia, are both cheating on their significant others. I knew Glenn, I think I knew Glenn was dating someone. I honestly don't really know. But I also thought, like, Sydney was engaged, but also di didn't really know about what was happening with her. But, um... What's happening with that? I started going on Twitter, and it's very confusing because his supposed girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, is now posting um, Fleetwood Mac lyrics, and this just seems very messy, um, but I love it. Um, 
because the, the movies are back. Rom-coms are back. Um, me, me and Sydney, hopefully, because I want to know the drama. Before we even get to this, why are these rumors happening? Because these two are starring in a rom-com together. They're very sexy. There are a lot of tabloid photos leaking from their shoots, okay, of the movie. So we're getting a lot of out of context, because they're not watching a movie, romantic photos of these two having chemistry. Why? They're good actors. Or maybe they have chemistry. So that's just step one of this, right? So don't forget you're in kind of a marketing wind tunnel effect of yes. this, right? And and just a quick side note, this yeah. isn't a Netflix rom-com. This isn't a random streaming this rom-com. This is a real This movie. is a real rom-com from a guy who's directed popular rom-coms in the past, Will Gluck. It has a real studio Easy behind A. it. So this is like, there's yeah, like, so excited, there's publicity yeah. money behind all of this. Like, yes, it's like a Sony Pictures high priority, apparently. This is this is in Distractify, one of those kind of like vaguely AI written websites. Is Glenn Powell in a relationship with Sidney Sweeney? Answer. Although Glenn Powell was frequently referred to as an actor who, quote, has chemistry with everyone by fans on Twitter, we aren't certain his chemistry with Sidney Sweeney extends to real life. If Glenn is currently single, Sidney definitely isn't, with various reports that she's currently engaged to long-term boyfriend Jonathan Devino. So... As you may remember, Sydney Sweeney got engaged to kind of a random guy towards the end of last season's uh, Euphoria run. He's a businessman from Chicago. That's the only way Jonathan Devino, her alleged fiance, is described. Glenn Powell has been dating a woman named Gigi Paris for a long time, which I've mm-hmm. always felt is just one of the funnier things about him. She's literally just a model, but G- he's literally dating a woman named Gigi Paris. And I think yes. they're. I don't think that they're engaged. I don't remember them getting engaged, but they had been dating for a while. Remember he dated Nina Dobrev for a significant period of time? And the thing about Glenn Powell is that Hollywood has been trying to make him happen for the better part of a decade, like truly since maybe 2012. So long. But don't you think he's one of those people that I'm not, I I feel like he's going to (laughs) happen. It's very rare that somebody who Hollywood has been trying to make happen in my mind, I'm like, I think he'll happen. I didn't think he would happen until Top Gun Maverick. And then I was like, okay, fine. He's going to happen. Right. Fine. Right. He was good in that. Yeah. And then I saw these photos of Sydney and he frolicking on the beach. And I was like, well, this is giving 2003 studio rom-com vibes. And I am begrudgingly here for it, I suppose. So then what happened is the internet sleuths took this chemistry that they saw between them and maybe some wishful thinking because they're like, we'd rather Sydney Sweeney date this like hunk than like be engaged to this random guy we don't know or whatever. And it's also more exciting when two celebrities date than when anybody else dates, you know. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that kind of got me being like, hmm, was this tweet with a photo of him at her house. And it says Easter with the fam. A, a Twitter user named uh, Vittoria Luss wrote, I've mm-hmm. been saying that Glenn Powell's girlfriend and Sydney Sweeney's fiance are God's strongest soldiers, but Jesus, this is worse than the hugging at the airport, feeding the giraffe, trip to the zoo with the family, face leaned in together. It's like so domestic and intimate. I think it's a stretch. They're both just standing in a kitchen, kind of <laughs> not even looking at each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not willing to think that these are kind of intimate photos like Mm -hmm. 
the one of them hugging at the airport is also vaguely like not necessarily sexy or into am i am i like being the one of them the one of them side hugging at the airport they could be siblings in a Folgers commercial you know like it's sort of like something's there's something a little winky about it but then there's but mostly it's like okay fine they're siblings you know i want to know where they were filming and where her family lives because i'm curious if like oh they were just near and like she invited him to come for thanksgiving like it is Sydney's family famously lives in like the middle of nowhere Washington they live in deep red East Washington which is okay. why people got in trouble which is remember when she was like your whole family's MAGA and she's like well her yeah, maybe cousin was wearing a shirt that was like I love Trump or whatever yeah, yeah. so now I'm now it is a little bit like interesting that he went to her house for Easter and he's from right? Austin he's a Texas boy yeah right he sure is he sure sure looks like it the other evidence being that his ex-girlfriend, Gigi Paris, is posting Fleetwood Mac lyrics, which really only for a girl named Gigi Paris has one meaning. I agree. There's really no there is there's no double meaning to that. She's not just listening to Fleetwood Mac. Well, it's not just Fleetwood Mac lyrics. It's a story with I mean, she's posting she's posting yeah, she Spotify saw links. Daisy Jones and the and the six, and she said, All right, here we go. She's posting Spotify links, which is really funny. Um, so she posted a song, Think About Love, from the album Songs to Break Up To. Then she posted oh. an Instagram like meme account, like Instagram um, Instagram text, Instagram sayings, Instagram prose. And she posted uh, a saying that says, gut feelings are guardian angels, which is accusatory. She posted Silver Springs 2004 remaster. That is the breakup song. Right, that is the that is it that's that's the song yeah, the song true. there's no the question song. like any court any jury of your peers would be like that's proof that she's right. talking about a breakup you know also you, you could also make the argument work? even if even if glenn powell and Gigi paris are broken up does not mean these two are together but the evidence you know you could say like she seems a little bit salty about it therefore this would be a not so great ending Mm -hmm. to the relationship i don't know i guess i'm being i guess i'm playing devil's advocate to the immediate jump on this being something as opposed to being just incredible marketing that you literally cannot pay for this movie should be fast-tracked at this point because they should you know either these two are going to be kissing or you want to work your way off of these rumors you know before they're squashed because eventually they will be squashed and she has press coming up because her hbo movie is coming out the one that she's actually supposedly really good in mm-hmm. what's uh, it called it's like called um, reality reality about reality, reality winner the trailer saw good. the play it's fantastic mm-hmm. i hear the movie's great too and that's coming out in may and she's gonna be doing press for that so i wonder it you know what i mean she might ha- say some you know she might either confirm or deny this probably mm-hmm. deny and I think, yeah, I died, I died. but this is to me, I don't know. Every once in a while, I saw Rachel Lee Cook comment on like, here's the <laughs> difference between rom-coms in 1999 and rom-coms now. And I was like, I don't even have to listen to this. I One of my biggest pet peeves is when people discuss like the ni- late 90s, early 2000 rom-coms as though they were like all brilliant. No. Reminder, right. everyone, a most lot of, of them sucked. were absolutely terrible. Most of them were right. really, 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 really bad. We're all yeah. brain disease, so we think that they're good. The thing that we're missing yeah. is what we have here. We have the gloss, the sheen, the attention, the press, uh-huh. the money, uh-huh. everything around it What was is what was so fun. Like, it was given equal weight to the action blockbusters. It was treated as like an event, as this big publicity thing. And so that's what I'm responding to here. 
if this rom-com has guns in it, I'm going to be so mad. If one of them picks up a goddamn gun, I'm going to be pissed. I did cut our huge rant about ghosted having guns that we don't approve of. And so I'm sorry to the listeners who didn't get to hear that. But we're mad at we're mad at rom-coms where they pull out guns. I'm just it's like enough with the guns in the rom-coms, you know, enough, enough. The only guns should be biceps. And I think that whether or not this <laughs> is Powell, true, it's great for the he's movie. He's got him. Yep. He's got the biceps. I feel the same way about him about I feel about Mark Consuelos. Take off your shirt. <laughs> oh, at least Glenn is doing it all the time. Glenn is Glenn's default is shirtless. I know he really I'm surprised any he has shirt on any of these photos. Same shirt, I think, in all of them though. Let's play another call. Hi DLT. Can you tell me about Jelly Roll and Bunny? Thank you. Uh, crunch Crunch, Himbar and Himbar. Himbar and Himbar. Himbar oh, and Himbar. I'm like, him-bar. what is that? Himbar, Himbar. We said the name Jelly Roll a few weeks ago because we were talking about the Did CMT we? Awards. But we oh. moved on. It was like, it was like we were talking about other... And then Jelly Roll was there to accept like his awards. And I was like, who's Jelly Roll? And then I realized... Someone's going to call about this person eventually, and someone did. Who is Jelly Roll? And who is Jelly Roll's girlfriend, Bunny XO? There's just like an ocean of country stars that I don't know. So I just feel like this, I'm very unsurprised by not knowing one or, you know, somebody kind of blowing up. In the, and I'm glad that the country scene seems to have a steady supply of new artists. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's great. It seems like every time I you look, there's like a new song by someone you've never heard of, which is great. Mm-hmm. I do think that Jelly Roll is unique to that pool, though, in terms of, like, why it's something. Like, not just him, but, like, Bunny XO. Like, obsessed with Bunny XO and Jelly Roll as, like, America's favorite country duo. There, It's it's giving a whole new genre of country, which I think is really interesting. Not whole new genre, but it's a, it's a country rock kind of revamp of outlaw country. Like Waylon exactly. Jennings country, but for our modern era, very mm-hmm. much like, you know, guys who are making music that don't have to lie about being Their past, having yeah. dark pasts, who actually did go to prison and do have a lot of things to talk about that are more interesting than like my, my beer, my truck, my cooler and my girl. And it's like that era of like bro country, I feel like is now a little bit over because it's we're like waning at least yeah don't you think this is the backlash to that it's like this guy is like authentic he's singing about real shit you know what i mean no it's, it's definitely it's an extension it's of country it's an extension of country opening its doors wider over the past few years country yeah, has been more accepting nice. to non-white people it's been more expensive to black artists and it's been more accepting to people like this like this guy doesn't look physically like a country singer no not at all but like he he looks like he has something to say and i think that's like what people are responding to he's also a great songwriter which is also interesting because his whole origin story was like he learned to like battle rap in jail and like started there and then was writing poetry and then started and then realized he could sing and then was kind of discovered and like it's almost this weirdly flu, even though I'm sure it doesn't feel like it for him, but a weirdly fluid, very non-nepotism, very not industry plant Organic, rise yeah. to the top, which feels, again, adds to the authenticity of this guy. Jelly Roll, yes. six, 615 on Instagram. And the, and the thing about Jelly Roll, too, is that like country artists, there's like, and I'm speaking in the gender binary here because country hasn't gone that far yet. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
country women in country look a certain way and sound a certain way men in country yeah. look a certain way sound a certain way totally. and you feel closed off i feel like as an emerging artist it's like if i don't look or sound exactly this way it's not like other genres which have a little more like breadth they have a little more range and so this guy really doesn't fit the mold in a way that i understand is so exciting probably to audiences you know it's just like this guy is more relatable because he doesn't look like everyone else. He doesn't just look yeah. like fucking whatever his name is, Gwen's husband, Blake Shelton. <laughs> Bruce Sherwood, as I was, as I thought. He's not some guy with two first names. He's not He's not Luke Bryan. He's yeah. Jelly Roll. His name Roll. is Jelly Roll. Well, his real name is Jason, Jason DeFord. He's mm-hmm. from Antioch, Tennessee, which is outside Nashville. He mm-hmm. has, as we dis- as we discussed, kind of like a rough, as they say, rough past. So it's giving outlaw music. And he kind of worked his way from rap to rock to country into country music and is now like at the t- on the top of the charts. And the guy who signed him, this game nine this guy named John Loba at BMG, said, We need a country post Malone. And I think that's, that's literally exactly what they got is this that's a country post Malone. Uh, mm-hmm. And he also is not like stuck in one genre. He wants to release rock. He wants to release rap. He's like doing collab. He's he like is happy for country to welcome him. And he lives in Nashville and he like works on Music Row. So I think he's like very much in that scene as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that he feels like he is is now has to give back by doing like kind of only country music. Right. No. Yeah. Well, that was the, what you were quoting is from a recent tweet where he was like, he didn't release new music in 2022, really. And so he was like, 2023 is going to be huge for me. I'm going to release yeah. rap, country, and collabs with people that are like huge A-listers. He's teasing it, of course. Like, that's marketing, okay. too. He's in like a, a very sweetie, iced tea, cocoa relationship with like a beautiful blonde woman named Bunny XO, who's also like, like kind of a bombshell, a, kind of a star. And she mm-hmm. also like hosts a podcast called Dumb Blonde and like, you know, it calls herself Trailer Park Barbara Walters and interviews porn stars and like just is hilarious. And they met when he was just performing like on the strip in Vegas at mm-hmm. like a shitty bar in 2015. I think it's kind of fun. They're like a real, they're like a power couple. <laughs> I always get a little wary with country people, like, but until I get proven otherwise, I'm totally charmed by this couple. That's true. I mean, who knows? I haven't listened to every episode of this. Who knows? She maybe have, she probably has said something we probably don't agree with at one point. But her whole thing is like she's like sex positive and she's like interviewing people about their lives and whatever. And like she she calls herself the degenerate love child of Dolly Parton and Dr. Ruth. That kind of makes sense. All right, gentlemen, coming to main stage next, this is Bunny. Get up there. She's got a tornado of titties coming your way. Get those dollar bills ready. She's got an ass that shakes like Michael J. Fox. So get up there and throw, throw, throw them dollars. Dude, that is fucking iconic. <laughs> What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dumb Blonde. The internet spoke and I listened. Miss Gabby Egan is in the motherfucking house, baby. What's up? I'm here. I was late. I was 30 ah. minutes late. Um, and I'm glad that I'm here, though. Thank <laughs> you for having me on. Dude, your hair looks so cute. I was just telling you that. It is so adorable. Yeah, thank you. My hair girl kills it. She's giving Call Her Daddy, but she's also giving, like, way more life experience, right? Like, Call Her Alexandra's just young. So she has someone who has, like, way more to talk about. And that's what I got. And she's sort of like... We'll talk about anything on this show, you know, and that's right. That's what it sounds like to me. But the song that he won a bunch of CMT awards this year and the song that put him on like he broke a record for the emerging artist chart on Billboard is called Son of a Center, which I'll play here. I'm just a long 
So as you can tell, it like sounds like your kind of standard country song. I get it, but you also have the narrative. I came from this. I'm turning over a new leaf. Yeah, that yeah. narrative is old in country. So he's still sort of playing sure. by the rules. He's changing them a little bit. But that's what's kind of like good about country. It's like you can be like a unexpected guy doing kind of a classic thing. And also the classic things are so classic for a reason because they can be re redone and still have that edge. Like it, mm -hmm. it really is like I feel like when those guys, those guys first released songs, everybody wanted to like think that they were actually bad boys when Johnny uh, when I just want to say Johnny Carson, when what's his face went to prison, the prison, the Folsom Street mm -hmm. prison, when Johnny Cash went to prison, you know, that was like all part of it. Right. Like that mm -hmm. was like that was kind of all part of this. this is like another generation of that, which is like kind of it's like interesting to see, you know, it's cool. Um, I don't know if you heard the song that he released with their daughter, Bailey Ann, which oh, yeah, I, I did listen to that. You need to play that. Um, if uh, Tears Could Talk featuring Bailey Ann. My tears could talk. And I was like, I'm sorry, but who is Bailey Ann? And it's like literally their daughter. It's, <laughs> it's their daughter. Before we move on, I was looking at, I put this in yellow up here, but in the story, in the AP, Son of a Sinner Jelly Roll reigns at the Country Music Television Awards show. There was a line that made me cry. Lainey Wilson won twice with Female Video of the Year for Heart Like a Truck and Collaborative Video of the Year for Wait in the Truck with Hardy. She won yeah. two CMT awards yeah. that night, and they're both about trucks. I love country music. <laughs> well, this is just showing that no matter how many jelly rolls come along, we're still we're still writing and rewarding songs about trucks. Like, we still love our trucks, you know? You remember we talked about Wait in the Truck. Wait in the Truck is an incredible song. It's an incredible song. <laughs> and Hardy is kind of adjacent to Jelly Roll. He's also like a rock guy. Like he yes. does like he also does EDM. Like they're all these guys are all like into the fusion of it all, but they're mm -hmm. embraced by country music because they love their trucks. And who mm -hmm. doesn't love their truck, you know? I love my truck, but it's an SUV. Hey, Bobby, Lindsay, Timmy. Um, a friend of mine and my boyfriend recently uh, did Fuck, Mary Kill for Old McDonald, Yankee Doodle, and John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. We unanimously agreed that we would fuck John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, marry Old McDonald, and kill Yankee Doodle. Uh, but it got me wondering uh, if you could rank them from who to them. Uh I feel like John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt's definitely a who Yankee Doodle. I'm not. I'm not quite sure about. Uh, anyway, thanks. Promising young, promising young woman. Woman. Bye. What? <laughs> I like when it's like as broad as nursery rhyme characters, but they gave specifics. So it's rank Old McDonald, Yankee Doodle Dandy, and John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, whose name is my name you too. Can't rank. Yes, you okay. can. That's our job. Yes, you can. That's our I job. I just feel like these are all <laughs> the same thing to me. Okay. Old McDonald is number one. Yankee Doodle is number two. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt is number three. He's the who he is. You think Old McDonald is more than Yankee Doodle? And there's only three of these guys? That farm is one of the wonders of the world. I'm sorry. What about Mother Goose? 
What about the little old lady who lives in a shoe? Are we talking about the little old lady who lives in the shoe? No, she's not part of this conversation. Well, we're talking about nursery rhyme characters. You can't just give us three. There's so many more. That's what I just said. I like that the caller gave us just three because otherwise it would have been an impossible task. But I want you to do Fuck, Mary Kill, Old MacDonald, Yankee Doodle Dan, and John Jacob Jiggleheimer Schmidt. Thank you. I'm probably killing John Jacob Jiggleheimer Schmidt. Why? His name is my name too and everyone's yelling at him all the time and I just can't deal with that sort of attention. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Then what? Um, That farm's a mess. I'm fucking Old McDonald, but then I'm marrying Yankee Doodle Dandy. Although he might be a little too patriotic, I don't really want to marry Old McDonald. I don't want to be stuck there for my life. Okay, my answer is I'm killing Yankee Doodle Dandy. Fuck that patriotism. That guy definitely has, I'm not dealing with that. And then I'm going to marry old McDonald because he has a farm. Are you kidding? We could eat off. We could live off that forever. I don't care if he's old. That's fine. Like, whatever. Okay, maybe he dies early and then I just get to inherit the farm. And then I'll fuck John Jacob Jingle Hunter Schmidt because, honestly, that name sounds like he's he's packing. <laughs> God, you're probably right. God, you're usually right. I have to take over your entire choice. No, but I liked yours because everyone's just yelling his name. But you know why they're yelling his name? Because they've all fucked him and they're like, that was good. Giving Pete Davidson or something. You know what I mean? Like everyone's talking about John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. There goes him. There goes him. See, I was thinking marrying Old McDonald would be so annoying. All those animals. Yeah, sure, but, that, but oh my God, you, you're set for life. You got a whole farm. He's the most successful farmer ever. He's probably growing corn for, you know, big corn. If it were just cows and horses and chickens and pigs, that's one thing. This guy's got an ark out there. He's Noah. That's too many animals. <laughs> That's too many things to know. I'm sorry. That's too stressful. Well, okay. First of all, go through the song. You know exactly what he has. And you're marrying Yankle Doodle Dandy. That guy, you're in best of luck. <laughs> you just become an army brat. You got to move around everywhere. That guy's going to all these, these sh the shows where they have to perform for the, for the Navy and shit. No. Fine. I'm marrying John Jacob Jingleheimer John Schmidt Jacob because Schmidt. why not have a good time for the rest of my life? And okay. then I'm killing yankee doodle dandy and then i'm and fucking, fucking old mcdonald, old McDonald. because then i get to have McDonald's. like i get to have like one cool night on like the farm and like see all these animals and get overwhelmed but you have to fuck old mcdonald yeah well i don't want to kill him <laughs> 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 who's gonna take care of the animals <laughs> you know what i'm saying you could like hate fuck yankee doodle dandy though i guess and kill old mcdonald would that be more fun yes also here's my other thing old mcdonald he's not long for this world i inherit the farm Guess what? I sell the farm because why am I not running a farm? <laughs> sell the farm, buy a brownstone. This is not that difficult, Bobby. <laughs> okay, thank you for one of the worst things we've ever done on this podcast. <laughs> sell the farm, buy a brownstone. Oh my God. I leave New York for the year. I'm like, I'll be back, guys. Don't worry about it. I just got to go marry this old farmer. <laughs> I traded in my farm animals for rats and cockroaches, and I do not regret it. <laughs> not one minute. Not one minute. Okay, next call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, I was listening to your last episode where you were doing a log-off that was generated by ChatGPT. My husband and I were wondering, is ChatGPT a them now? It's got to be, right? And then what are the who's and thems of AI? All right. Thanks. Bye. Crunch, crunch. Ugh. <laughs>
ChatGPT, people keep calling about it, so we just need to do it. ChatGPT, who are them? One, two, three. It's a them. Who? Oh, okay. <laughs> e- everyone's talking. It's everywhere. It's it's inescapable. I know, I know, I know. It's but I almost feel like okay. But I almost feel like it's like it's giving very, it's giving like them of the moment. Like I'm like I'm curious to see the longevity of ChatGPT as a brand. Like maybe not the AI function of ChatGPT, which I do think is a them. But also, how do you them a function? But I do think the name ChatGPT is unwieldy, and I feel like we're going to it, like it. That is not necessarily them to me. It's kind of like a. I'm I'm waiting to hear what what happens. I read it as Chat Greenpoint too, which is funny. Oh my god, you're right. I still think it's a them. Every industry is talking about it. My parents mentioned it. Like people know about it. Like AI, yeah. it's all over the place. People are like worried about AI. But I'm just saying, like it feels very like just so far, it feels like the talk of the town. Like a you know, we always talk about like how sometimes meme people. It's like oh, everyone's talking about them. It's like yeah, for four fucking minutes. Let's see. It could devolve. Uh-huh. It could sink back into Hootam, but currently, uh-huh. right now, I think it's a them. Okay. As for the other AIs, those are all who's. I don't know what those are. I don't know them. I don't know None hers. of them. ChatGPT is number one them. Hers. And we're fully over. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary tracks, and more. Um, an occasional newsletter too, monthly. You can also get the audio only on Apple Podcasts. Just click subscribe in the Apple Podcasts app. That's for the audio only. And uh, thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our weekly theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Rate and reviews on Apple Podcasts while you're in the app. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. See ya. Sell the farm, buy a brownstone. This is not that difficult, Bobby. Um, hi, BLT. So I've been referencing just in my life generally the like the um lady like doing math meme, and it always escapes me. I just saw a page six article about Claire Danes being pregnant, and I was like, oh, it's Claire Danes. That's good because her name always escapes me. So what's more hooey and what's more zenny? Claire Danes, the actress, or the um, woman doing a math meme? Um, it's Claire Danes, right, from that 24-like. It's like a show, but it's like 24, the show, but it's different. It's about Claire Danes. She's like a bipolar. Oh, Homeland. Homeland. Anyway, what's, what's more hooey and what's more zenny? Okay, um, Crunch Crunch. Hi, BLT. Um, my dad is a long-time Fat Boy Slim fan, so I texted him to alert him that there's a new Fat Boy Slim remix filmed by one Rita Ora, and his response was, I've heard of her, so maybe Rita is getting themier with the boomer crowd, and or maybe Fat Boy Slim is what's going to help her do that, but I think this is promising for a promising young woman. woman. Anyway, very few other people I could share this news with, so had to call it in. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Claire reporting live from Captain's Cove. I'm sorry, Captain's Cove for the 60th birthday of Captain Crunch. Um, we're having a great time. The drinks are delicious. That's it. that's DJ Pee Wee you're hearing in the background. Renee Rapp saying happy birthday to the captain, who she kept calling Daddy. 
We've had some disgusting chicken nuggets and some delicious donut holes, and we're having the best time. Crunch, crunch.